Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's good, everybody? Dave Locker on AwesomeO.com. Talking strategy today. Best draft strategy, as a matter of fact. It's going to win your leagues for you. Now, I mean, that is totally subjective to my part. Someone might tell you something different. I don't know. And these are actually pretty simple approaches. Nothing groundbreaking, earth-shattering here. Just easy strategy pointers, tips that everyone should know about and everyone should use, but so many people don't, right? So whether you're drafting online with people you don't know, whether you're drafting with your boys or girls and knocking some back, getting a little tuned up, don't get too drunk. Actually, that's not true. You can still be pretty sharp when you're drunk. You just can't go over that level, right? You can draft drunk. If you know, if you're watching these videos on the Awesome Fantasy Football channel, you'll be golden. Just don't draft hungover. That's the thing. You're working at like 40% brain capacity hungover. Friends don't let friends draft hungover. They should, though. They'd have a huge competitive advantage. But that's besides the point. Let's talk about some strategies today that'll help you win your leagues. We'll go from top to bottom, cover everything important, and maybe a couple things that you do after the draft that's affected by how you draft your team. So let's dive into it. And hey, if you like this stuff, it helps us out greatly. If you hit that thumbs up and subscribe, we just hit 10K subs today. Thanks to all of you. We just started this this content back in like June, in early June or, or late May. So much appreciated to all you who have supported us. Watch these channels, share them with your, or watch these videos, share them with your friends. Uh, it's a huge help uh, and it's taken us a long way. So hit that thumbs up, subscribe, and let me know what you think in the comments. You agree with these, you disagree, and what's your best, most important draft strategy going into the draft that you think can win your leagues? All right, let's make it happen. Oh, and if you still aren't playing at Underdog Fantasy, you're just letting life pass you by. You'll get $25 when you sign up using the promo code AWESOMO and get to compete in some monster tournaments that pay out over $1 million up top or the puppy that pays $100K to first and is only $5 to enter. Best Ball's the greatest version of fantasy right now, and Underdog's by far the best place to play it. Use the promo code AWESOMO when you go to underdogfantasy.com and start cashing, baby. One of the, the things I'll tell anybody is manage your early round risk. You got so many people out there that that try so hard to hit the next up and coming player, but they do it early in the draft and it just drains your potential if one of these guys doesn't pan out, right? I mean, think about it. I'm not saying Najee Harris is not one of those guys that you can draft in the second round. As a matter of fact, what I would say is if you're going to take risk on rookies and on unknown quantities in the, uh, in, in the early rounds, one of the best things to do is make sure that that volume is, is a near mortal lock, 
With Najee Harris, it feels pretty lockish, right? Like the guy's going to be a three down back. He's going to be a pass catcher. So even if the offensive line isn't good, it's still a spot where you say, all right, his ADP is slipping. Uh, that's cool. I'll take him here because worst case scenario is he's not efficient, but still gets a ton of volume. And, and I'm okay with that. But what I'm talking about is people that take risks super early, you know, first, second, third round. And, and most players aren't risky in those rounds, which is why when you're doing something like that, you're kind of blocking yourself off from having those guys that barring an injury or suspension or whatever are going to take, are, are going to anchor your lineup, anchor your, your, your team, your roster, your starting lineup every single week. So what I'm looking to do is take on that risk later in the draft. I'll give you a good example. Kyle Pitts, fourth round, right? I've seen him go as early as the late fourth or late third, but, but generally speaking, Kyle Pitts going pretty much in the fourth round, depending on where you're drafting. I really have no interest in taking him there. Now, we'll talk about Kyle Pitts where he can be valuable in just a couple minutes. But right there, I'm not for it. TJ Hawkinson's going several rounds later. Uh, and I can grab Hawkinson at a spot like late sixth round, early seventh round. Guy could be a thousand yard receiver or a tight end. He doesn't need to be on a good team. Jared Goff is going to look his way a ton. We know that TJ Hawkinson was a top five tight end last year, but he's going drafted after Pitts by a considerable amount just because of the hype. Now, do I think Hawkinson is as good as Pitts in terms of long-term outlook? No, I'm not saying that, but at the same time, this guy was an early first round pick as well, just a couple of years ago, and they're going to need to throw the football in Detroit. Uh, you can even look at guys like Hawkinson late in the draft, had a huge close to the 2019 season, was the tight end one by a mile over the last five weeks of the year. Gerald Everett is gone. Could Hawkinson have a, or sorry, could, could we see Higby with a huge year out there with Matthew Stafford? I absolutely think we can. Uh, and Logan Thomas with Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's a lot of ways to minimize risk, to mitigate risk, but also give yourself that huge ceiling, but enough of a floor to where you don't kill yourselves early in the draft. That's why late in the draft, I like those type of players that make a whole lot more sense, or even in the middle rounds. Guys like Michael Pittman Jr. or, or Darnell Mooney, these guys that are going 9th, 10th, 11th round, I've seen them go really late in a lot, especially with the Carson Wentz news and, 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 and everybody being concerned about this in the offense. These guys have potential to be Maybe not the number one in Mooney, but the clear number two. But then the clear number one in Indianapolis for Michael Pittman. I like taking shots and risks on players that have an opportunity, that have a spot to really carve out a huge role. Potentially the number one role on their team, but they're being drafted as a, as a wide receiver four, right? Or an RB four, despite the fact that there is a window. There is a window of opportunity for them to become that guy. Find players on teams that have less defined situations in the offense and figure out which one of them could be the one to take you to the promised land. I'm also looking to exploit, and this might sound weird, right? But I want to exploit those popular do not draft players. You know, you see it everywhere. Do not draft this guy. Do not draft this guy. And I've even personally done several do not draft videos on this channel, but I'm always real careful to talk about what I mean by that. And here's what I mean. When it comes to, to do not draft players, I'm not saying don't draft them at all. I'm saying don't draft them at where their ADP is because I find them a little bit overvalued there. Take uh, take Pitts, for example. Pitts is one of those players where if you're getting him in the fourth round, I personally think that's a little early. But I drafted Pitts in the late sixth the other day. It just seemed to be that everyone in that draft thought Kyle Pitts was a stay away there. And if that's the case, grab him later. 
Jamar Chase is another perfect example. Jamar Chase, I just drafted Jamar in the seventh round of a league. He was going way earlier than that but prior. I mean, you're talking about fourth, again, early fifth round on Jamar Chase. But look what's happening now. And one of the reasons for that is people overhype, overvalue, and overweight the preseason and training camp. The guys dropped like three of the four passes that were thrown to him in the preseason. It's not good if you're Jamar Chase, but he didn't drop any passes whatsoever at college. He was a top six pick for a reason. The dude is as NFL ready as you can get. So maybe it's something mental. I don't know. Maybe he's got the NFL version of the yips, but whatever it is, there's still a ton of upside with Jamar Chase on a football team that's going to need to throw that supported three receivers that were in the top 20 last season before Joe, uh, before Burrow went down. And A.J. Green, who's gone, had over 100 targets. T. Higgins, who was a rookie, and Tyler Boyd. I mean, you just think about it. I know that Joe Mixon missed like 10 games that season. But still, this team's going to need to throw. The offense or the defense has not been improved enough to where Joe Burrow can sit back and hand it off to Joe Mixon 30 times a game. It's just not going to happen. So, uh, is there a word that Auden Tate is going to take snaps and, and, and reps away from Jamar Chase? I don't know. Maybe. But this is the team, too, that should have drafted Petty Sewell uh, in the first round to bolster the offensive line, but decided they wanted Jamar Chase. So how do they not take uh, Jamar Chase and utilize him early and often? If he's falling because of what we saw in the preseason, and this is just one example, then you want to get there. Also, people talking about like, oh, starters not playing in, in the preseason. Sean McVay doesn't play his starters at all. I can assure you uh, that it'll be Sean McVay uh, or that it'll be Daryl Henderson getting the bulk of carries. Sure, Michelle will be mixed in a little bit, but it'll be Daryl Henderson getting the, the, the bulk of carries, you know, not Xavier Jones or, or Jake Funk or whoever else they were running in the backfield during the preseason. The same goes for Philly. Everyone bugging out on Miles Sanders. Yeah, Kenny Gamewell's looked good, but Sanders hardly played at all in the preseason. Why? Because he's the starter. And the last one, what about Ken, um, Miles Gaskin? Miles Gaskin, after the first week of the preseason, people were, they lost it. They're, they're, they're pulling their hair out. Oh my God, I can't believe I drafted this guy. It's Malcolm Brown now who's going to be the starter. Malcolm Brown got the start, stunk in that game, was stuffed on multiple goal line opportunities, had like eight yards on nine carries. And then Miles Gaskin was the starter the very next game. Absolutely smoked the opposing defense, two touchdowns. It is what it is in spots like that. Don't look too much into the preseason. I know that that's past us now, but still, that's going to be applied to ADP. People are going to bake a lot of that into the ADP. I'm not saying the preseason isn't valuable. What I am saying is that it can be overvalued to the point where a player goes way too far up or down in the ADP or in your rankings. You got to head over to awesomemode.com. Check out this brand new draft kit that we've got. It's incredible. Created by experts who've profited over $7 million playing fantasy sports. For real, these guys are going to help you crush your drafts this year with tools like the Draft Wingman that's powered by projections from the number one ranked daily fantasy sports player in the world, Awesomeo himself, and includes a one-of-a-kind recommendation engine that takes into account your prior picks to ensure a well-rounded team and optimal draft. Draft Wingman is also outfitted with best ball-specific recommendations, including our stack highlighting feature, which helps you create your all-important best ball stacks. If you want more details, or maybe you're already down to join us for an incredible NFL season, go to awesomeo.com slash draftkit and use the promo code WR, that's WR, to get the entire draft kit for only $9.95. We'll catch you over there. One thing I've done forever, and it's helped me win a lot of leagues, is I stream like a madman. Right. Like there are drafts where I won't eat. I might not even draft a, a, a defense or a kicker. 
just stream like crazy. Uh, and if you're not if you're not familiar with what streaming is, you're pulling guys off the waiver wire each week that you're probably only going to use for one week. The positions I generally do that with would be quarterback, defense, and kicker. Kicker is kind of whatever, but you can find some really good spots. Teams have super high implied totals that week uh, and, and grab their kicker and put yourself in a good spot. But more than anything with defenses, like if I don't draft a defense or a kicker, usually they do this when I'm drafting earlier in the offseason, right? Like maybe I, I do some drafts in July uh, or early August where I can see what happens in the preseason. And then what I can do is draft my uh, dra drop two players that just didn't play out the way I thought they would maybe, uh, or I just don't have room for them. And then I'll bring on a kicker and a defense. But every single week, there's going to be at least one defense that is in a viable spot, right? Like a, a not great defense could be going up against the Detroit Lions or the Houston Texans and still be a really good streaming option that week. I'm never spending a ton of draft capital, capital or even a lot of draft capital on, on defenses because they still have to create turnovers. Not allowing points just isn't enough. And with quarterbacks, I see so many people in six bench leagues, six-player bench teams where you only have six players on your bench, uh, like 10 or 12-team leagues, drafting a backup quarterback. It's really unnecessary. There are enough good quarterbacks this year or serviceable quarterbacks this year where why not load your last draft uh, bench spot with a player who actually could be an everyday starter if things go well. Uh, even if your quarterback goes down, you're still going to be able to stream quarterbacks every single week. I guarantee you, you can look on your waiver wire and each week there's going to be a guy where you say, you know what? That makes sense. I'm cool. I'm cool taking him this week. I'll take him the next week. I'll do the same with defense because there's going to be good enough spots. And that's what you have to exploit. I love streaming players. And it's just, it's a successful approach, especially if you don't draft the top 10, 12 quarterback uh, and you waited and you wanted to get load up on other skill players, which brings me to the very next point. Don't try to fill your roster up or your starting lineup before your bench. If it happens that way, that's fine. Sometimes it does. But I see so often where someone's like, man, I got to grab a tight end here because it's the last spot outside of defense and kicker. If you still use kickers, you shouldn't talk to your commissioner. Uh, but, you know, I, I got to fill up this draft. I got to fill up this tight end spot. And then what you do is you draft a tight end in a spot in the draft, which is a complete dead zone for tight ends, instead of just waiting a little bit longer. If you want and you don't have a great tight end, draft a backup tight end, rotate him each week. Or, and I do this in a lot of two tight end leagues where people are drafting Dallas Goddard in the second round, I'll stream tight ends from week to week. Yeah, you're not going to have the pick of the litter for sure, but I've had success doing that as well. It's not the best way to stream, but at the same time, like you can't go into a draft saying, or after a draft being like, well, if my starting lineup isn't perfect, I'm not going to win. That's not true. You have the waiver wire. You have trade opportunities all throughout the year, a ton of ways to make this team great. So take the best available player. If, if you're in the seventh round and you're like, God, I need a tight end here, but you have Antonio Brown or, or another great player that could be, that could put you in a really good spot. That could be an every week starter that gives you an amazing spot of depth, uh, depth on your bench. Take them. Unless the gap is big enough where you say, you know what? This player can fill up my starting lineup. Don't worry about it. You'll get around to that. And that's how to build a successful team. It's not just about your starting lineup. You're going to deal with injuries. Players are going to go down. Players are going to get suspended. Shit is going to happen. So when you have a deep bench, 
you're still going to give yourself plenty of chances to make up for that with your starting lineup, no matter what, whether it's waivers, trades, whatever. You have a full season to do it. And early in the season, the waiver wire is going to be so hot. Check this channel out for our waiver wire videos, too. I, I can't stress this enough. I, people talk about drafting quarterbacks early or not drafting quarterbacks early. All I'll say is be careful. Here's why. If you're drafting Mahomes, you're drafting him like a round and a half ahead of Josh Allen right now. And Josh Allen was the QB one last year. Even though Mahomes only played 15 games, unless he had an insane 16th game, Josh Allen still would have been the QB one. And not to mention that he is also an insane uh, rushing quarterback who's going to give you seven to nine rushing touchdowns every year. But that's not what I'm, I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is just the range of outcomes at the quarterback position and why I've always advocated waiting at quarterback, even though there are some really good ones out there. And, and I'm not saying you can't win leagues if you don't have, or I'm not saying you can't win leagues if you have a top tier quarterback. I'm not saying that at all. It happens a lot. But think about this. Lamar Jackson was the QB 10 last year, and he only played 15 games. Josh Allen was the QB one. He played 16 games. The difference in fantasy points per game was 5.4. Sounds like a lot, right? But what about this? The difference between the RB1, Alvin Kamara, who only played 15 games, and I'm not even prorating in the 16 games, just to give you an idea here, and the RB10, right, was 10 fantasy points per game. 10 fantasy points per game between the RB1 and the RB10. So when you look at some of these skill positions, uh, running back, tight end, God, tight end's insane drop-off if you want to look at that. Wide receiver. If I get an opportunity to load up on skill players early in the draft and then still get like a Matthew Stafford or any of those guys that are going a little bit later, I'm 100% okay with that. Even a Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts doesn't need to be good in terms of winning football games as long as he's producing fantasy points. Give me those skill players all day. And like I said, it's way easier to stream good quarterback matchups than it is to stream good running back, wide receiver, and tight end matchups every single week. So just think about the range of outcomes there. If you want Mahomes, Allen, whatever, that's still fine. But at the same time, I'm waiting a little bit. And even on a guy like Lamar Jackson, you're getting him later now. People are a little bit down on him. Expect a bounce back year. Lamar Jackson has the insane rushing upside. J.K. Dobbins is down. I'm just not one to spend the top three, four, even fifth round pick generally on a quarterback. And lastly, this might be the most important one that I see people do all the time. It screws them up. I actually did a draft mistakes video to avoid a couple of weeks ago. As far as strategy goes, you have to be flexible. Everyone goes in with their pre-scripted approach. Like, I want to get two running backs early on. Not everybody, but a lot of people. I'd like to get two running backs. I'd like to fill this up. I'd, I'd like to, to, to sit here after a few rounds feeling great about where I'm at, and here's how I'd like to do it. But that doesn't always work out. And when it doesn't work out, be flexible. Find the best player available. Retool your approach and come up with a good team, which is entirely possible. For example, I saw Travis Kelsey drop to, to 10 the other day. I would have loved to have taken a running back in the first round because there's so many good ones and they're going to really anchor your team throughout the year. But Travis Kelsey falls to 10th overall. You take him all day long. I mean, he is a top-tier receiver at the tight end position in a tier of his own, and it falls off a cliff once you get past the first few tight ends. Just be willing to adjust your approach. You can make up for it later. If you don't get as many running backs as you wanted earlier, load up on bench depth and depth at the running back position later. If you didn't get the, the, the quarterback you wanted, make sure you're loading up on great skill players, which I don't know how you wouldn't be. Uh, tight ends. If you didn't get a tight end you want, it's not a crazy thing to draft a backup tight end, go back and forth each week if you have to. Hopefully uh, your, your bench is deep enough, but it's just very simple. 
make sure that you you make up for whatever you didn't get to do or you wanted to do early on. Uh, if you load up on running backs early, I'm taking shots on way more receivers late in the draft. Everyone says, man, you got to have a lot of running backs. You don't have to have a ton of running backs if your first two running backs are Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, we'll say a third, uh, and then like a Mike Davis or something. You don't have to love Mike Davis, but those are three three-down backs right there. So keep that in mind. If, if, if you have super heavy depth and these guys are some of your top three, four, five picks, but you're lacking at the other position, there's no need to be spraying ridiculous shots at your heaviest position late in the draft. Spray shots at guys that you don't have depth because if you hit on even one or two of them, you're going to have the best team in the league. You are going to win. Anyway, that's all I got for you today. Hopefully these draft strategy tips helped. Hopefully you win your leagues. Let me know what you think in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter at Lafayette underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Like and subscribe, and we'll catch you back here for the next one. Good luck, everyone. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.